Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the NXT 2. Oh! Preview. I'm Anna Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamlet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review NXT, but also AW Dynamite, the Rampage Baby. Rampage. <laughs> uh, we also review pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, I joined my Michael Hamlet to look ahead to NXT tonight, and we haven't had time because of a four-day Queen-based bank holiday weekend here in the UK mm-hmm. and bloody hell in a cell and all this other stuff going on. Before we get into tonight's show, we should look back on In Your House over the weekend. What did you make of it? Well, we can sort of put our hands together a little bit because so much of this obviously falls into what we're going yes. to do to preview. We typically, uh, I would say, lean on, rely on, fall back on, fall out when we haven't been given the Indeed. preview copy or the content from WWE or whatever the case may be. There's a little bit with 2.0, but so much of it is obviously going to be In Your House, fall out. So, yeah, it kind of can be folded in. I It took me a while to get to watch um, In Your House but I liked what I saw. Yeah. Now, I don't know if uh, that would have been mirrored by those that watch live, if indeed anybody listened to the sound of my voice right now. I did watch it live. Like, it doesn't... It was... What I did do is try and go back through the timeline, and when you click on the uh, In Your House-related hashtags, you can see, obviously, the, with the time of the tweet and what was being tweeted. It wasn't the busiest of timelines. Put it like that. It was fairly easy to get caught up on all 30 tweets that were sent out that <laughs> night during the show. So I don't know how much buzz, though. It didn't feel like there was much... Um, you know, there wasn't a great deal of us for Hell in a Cell, and that was like the main WWE-branded mm. premium live event with a Cody Rhodes main event and all sorts of other bits and bobs. So whether or not I know how stood a chance, I don't know. So watching it delayed and with the pressure off a little bit, I quite enjoyed most of what I saw. It was just, like, the action basically is why. The action was of a decent standard yeah. there. The matches were, they, it was heated because that building, like, people come up for a lot of stuff in that building. We'll watch some of these Tuesday episode of 2.0, and you'll get one of them like awful metronomic this is awesome <laughs> chance and it's just like 
It sounds like one of the badly recorded ones from one of the old video games, and yet you can see people's mouths moving, so they're actually chanting it. But the action here was mostly quite hot. Um, a couple of the matches we'd said in preview in the show had enough stakes to make the outcome unpredictable, which I think really helped in the case of the Creed Brothers Pretty Deadly. Yes, boy! Yes, boy! Um, if not so much in the Braun Breaker main event, though. I did know you biting for at least one near fall. Mm. In that. So, like, it's, it's one of them things where... Ultimately, if you can get nothing else on these specials but the least curdled cream of NXT 2.0 rising to the top, I think this show was that. I think they actually did produce the best of what this roster has Mm. in a bunch of... Star's not the word. I was going to say all-star matches. All... Top line wrestler <laughs> matches. And now we like start a cycle again where you start to find out who are going to be next to get in line at the slot and see if they're worthy of it. Because everybody, if nothing else, on this show, proved themselves worthy of the spot. Mm. And they've got what Grey American Bash coming up on TV uh, in beginning of July, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, another which is helpful for them, I think, as in terms of plotting and planning that, you know, they're not they're only giving themselves another month or so to have to get a card ready for a show. And that's a TV. It's a TV. Tuesday yeah. TV, yeah. Which, again, I think benefits them because they're not required to fill a Tuesday week with go-home, go inverted yes. commas stuff. It can actually just be one of the Tuesdays. I think that suits this NXT far more so than having to take the Saturday slot. But I think they believe, a bit like with Stand and Deliver, I think they believe the Saturday slot to have a certain amount of prestige compared mm. to being the weekly show. But I think the roster benefits more from the, the churn. And I will say, I think this didn't just feel like a, you know, souped up episode of, of NXT. This did feel like, you know, a premium live event for me, especially because it's like, well, you're not saying, is this worth nine ninety nine of someone's money? Because mm. it's the same weekend as Hell in a Cell. But I, you know, and you both know that I am the uh, the higher guy normally on, on NXT, but oh, mainly because I get to do voices. For a raft of reasons. But also because I, thi- I think some people dismiss it wrongly. I think people say, yes, look, I it's, it's the that. developmental show. And I'd say around a third of that roster doesn't need any developing. Mm. Um, some of them are just being kept around to develop the others. And some of them, as in the case of some of the matches uh, on uh, on In Your House, specifically Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes, you could put that on a... Yeah. on a Hell in a Cell card, and no one would bat an eyelid if they'd been established on the main roster. Um, and I was really pleasantly surprised by this show. Like you say, going into it, there's a few things that I would have, if we'd have done a preview and predictions, I would have put my house on. Yeah. That is Toxic Traction leaving with all the belts, mm-hmm. which they did, of course. Um, Brom Breaker not snapping. Yeah. And the other stuff I would have been fairly up in the air about. Like you say, the, the, the Creed Brothers pretty dearly match. Um I was really invested in that. I forgot until I was watching it that if they'd lost, that'd been the end of Diamond Mine. Yeah. And this, you know, this plan that they'd had from the beginning, as was highlighted, <laughs> June 2022, we'd always, they'd always said, just yeah. like we'd always said with Dominic they'd and Ray. always said. Anyway, um, uh, well, probably unsurprisingly, I was in a really good mood from the show from the first match. Yeah. Because we should start there. We will circle back to this when it comes to tonight's episode of NXT 2.0 because I've got something very, very special to to reveal, in fact, rather okay. than, than even to just sort of spring on you. But it was, of course, the six-man red-hot crowd as well for mm-hmm. this, by the way. It was Legado del Fantasma versus the family. Tony D, Stakes, and two dimes. And the losing team had to join the winning team stable and there was some great stuff in there, unsurprisingly, mainly coming from the likes of Santos Escobar, Cruz del Toro, and Joaquin Wilde, mm. who are just jaw-dropping on occasion. Yeah. 
But the finish obviously featured just whole loads of shenanigans, chicanery, and well, downright cheating. Yeah. There was brass knocks, there was a quillbois, and there was referees paying no attention to any of the above. And it ended with one of Stacks and two dimes. I, I can't tell you which one it was. <laughs> collapsing onto uh, a member of Legado del Fantasma and pinning them. I, I can't tell. Phil was sat in the office with me as I was watching this earlier, and I made him jump because I shouted, Get in! <laughs> the family got bigger. It was such a paradox, this. It was such because it was like a whole lot of non-committal stuff, like even the finish, like the match highlights. Like, no disrespect to our boys, but it like the match really highlighted the disparity in talent between, yes. between the two sides, right? But they've decided that they want, you know, the family to go over. And Tony D'Angelo is clearly like a huge project. If you look at what he's done in NXT. And what so a far. guy he is. <laughs> what a project, right? Um, huge project so far. But they don't really want to commit to a finish that you would believe. So they do all the weapon stuff, that, as you say, like the referee. They'd gone to the trouble yes. of like doing the weapon stuff at the start of the match, right? It's like, you know, they're on, they both know they're a bunch of cheaters, so they're going to do this, they're going to do this. And then there's still more stuff. There's still more chicanery, there's still more nonsense. And then it comes to stakes of two times, falling on his goddamn ass and getting like the ultimate in sort of banana skin wins, effectively. But the stakes, as we talked about in the preview, were kind of brilliant. Like, I was on the hook for these as well. Like, there was no... I could see either, either outcome. Yeah, there was Both no, of them worked for me. There was no negative outcome. It was just like, well, which <laughs> which stereotype are we going to see most grossly abused? And it apparently is going to be the Italian-American mafioso one. <laughs> like, yes! that, Now we know that. It was going to be one or the other, which probably works better for your... Um, oh, man. Yeah. Raft of impressions. Uh, and maybe, just maybe, considering that it appeared on the surface that their attempt was to babyface uh, Tony D'Angelo... And, and friends before the show, that they were kind of close to the babyface side in the heels. I think that this might result in a Legado Fantasma babyface turn as well. My hope for all of this is after a bit of wacky, can they coexist living in each other's worlds? The answer to that question is yes. Yeah. And they're just really funny. And then, like, you see, like, Stakes and Two Dimes actually enjoying the company of Legado Fantasma and Tony being like, what are you getting these schmucks for? They should be doing this and this and it. But it turns out, like, down going down the line here, like, seven or eight weeks from now, they've kind of found some common ground. Like, I don't hate that the, I, I don't hate that any of this has happened, and not just because... A family cookout at the Great American Bash. And not just because I get to be front row to pictures like that from you and the smile on your face as you pitch them. It's it, There is a wealth of potential. Yes. Oh, an absolute wealth of potential here. Although, I will say, Legado del Fantasma are going to go through some changes as they uh, become part of the family. More on that later on. Right. Let's move on to the uh, women's tag team title match. Katana Chance and Kane Carter challenging Toxic Attraction. And unsurprisingly, Toxic Attraction cheat to win <laughs> again. Yeah, this was, this was a good attempt for me, a good attempt at... Uh, trying to elevate the tag belts through the, I don't want to say the quality of the work, because some of the work was still a bit iffy, but making this look and feel like an excellent pro wrestling match. Yeah. By which I mean, if you present enough near falls, a couple of like absolute heart in your mouth, head drop moments. Uh, and private party silly string. Well, indeed. Yeah, you, you stand to make a lot of people do the sort of, Hey, guys, don't sleep on the uh, NXT 2.0 Women's Tag Division. Pass it on, yeah? <laughs> it was a match that was, in the same way, by the way, just to sort of level this criticism off, 
Same way that some wrestlers are accused of going hunting for Dave Meltzer's stars rather than committing to the body of work, I think this was an attempt to chase a particular kind of credibility and a bit of an overreach on that part. But it wasn't, it was far from a disaster. Yeah. We've seen some absolute duds on NXT 2.0 in terms of the quality of the work, and this wasn't that. If anything, <coughs> I would say that it was probably the match itself was rushed onto this card. They were keen on the TV show to bolster Wendy Chu's challenge of Mandy Rose. Mm-hmm. And you had kind of all the baby faces aligning to try and take down Toxic Attraction at the same time. But you never really bought into the like the quest of any of them. Like we've had time for Wendy Chu at various points, but you never felt she was going to win the singles title. Even less so, I thought the tag like champs were going to change hand. And I just I wish really with there being so little competition on this show that you'd sort of waited for Caden Carter and Katana Chance, because I still think there's something there. Loads of this gimmick is really irritating to me as an ancient and weathered 37-year-old man. But uh, NXT 2.0 is not for me. It's for ancient and weathered 67-year-old men. <laughs> so, like, them wearing, like, the cool little shiny spiderweb things, mm. like, so the old men can be like, maybe if I peer through the lights, I can see the ditties. Like the, maybe I, I can get her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think this act... I think this act could go further than just being the jobber to the stars team yeah. on this brand. And I just I kind of feel like they had to rush this match out because there's just nothing else left for JCJ and Jolin to do. There's nobody else really for them to wrestle that feels super credible right now. Until that is probably now when the Chu finds a partner and she sort of cycles down Ooh, the roster. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's kind of like the nature of how they do things. Once somebody's lost a big title match, they have to go into that sort of thing for a while to give people a chance to forget. I like that, yeah. You know, Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez, like, are a, are a bond in waiting, aren't they? You know, there's, there's like, there's odds and sods, but it's not exactly overspilling with talent. Yeah, you could either do, yeah, you could either do that, or like I said, I think well, we'll get it to it when we talk about the, the breakout tournament final, which I know we talked about last week, but mm-hmm. that was because they didn't tell me when it was going to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm scared now because I can't remember exactly what I called this time last week, but seven days is a long time in the canteen. Indeed. Uh, if, I've, uh, if I've changed my take, it's, it's not because I didn't care the first time, it's because I goddamn forgot about it. Yeah, we'll get to that when we, uh, when we discuss that match, actually, because I don't want to give away the thing that I exactly said last week. Um, <laughs> uh, and then we need to talk about... Sorry, I got a bit emotional there. The North American Championship, which yep. was Carmelo Hayes, that scoundrel Trick Williams in his <laughs> corner, versus <laughs> Devastating this for me. Like, really, really fantastic match. Oh, brilliant. Like, really, really great. The uh, tonic for me, as somebody that has been bored to death of almost everybody in this division... Like, the matches have been good on television, overrated in a couple of cases, and overstated for me personally. And I just feel like, and I think I realised during this, and just particularly lighting Grimes' last fire up, I think I realised that what the main problem is, is that they are so far removed from the the chasing pack, if you can call them that on 2.0, in terms of not just what they can do. Because obviously, yes, like, in-ring-wise, this is excellent. But they, they do that thing where they both, like, look at the hard camera, or they do a face, as you're kind of instructed <laughs> to do. And their collected sort of star, and I include Trick Williams in this, even though he's got like a much further to go in terms of the fauna mentals. Like, they look with their faces so far beyond the constraints of that strange little building. They're not I mean, thinking like, what they're about to do next. No, not one bit. Like, they are in it 
they believe in it and even when they're doing it by force oh god i've got to look at i've got to find a camera because god forbid i'll get in trouble at, like training on monday if i don't even when they're doing that it doesn't do it in that way that disrupts the flow of the match or breaks the immersion or anything like that it's just within the wwe confines of what a professional wrestling match is supposed to look like and i was really really impressed with this and like i say more so because i just i was you know, I'll take this one. I was probably taking them for granted a little bit because they're just they're so far and above mm. that I, I'm not that interested in seeing them like trade a mid card title. Like, do something serious with Bron Breaker and make me believe that you could win the title or get off this island. Like, mm. it's got it. Like, I just I don't feel like. Or if anything, now that the titles changed hands again and you've got Solo Sukabar, like he's got next. Oh, like, is he got next? He's got next. Should have said. Men- you should have mentioned that at some point. Like maybe now. Maybe I was elevating him a little bit too much, and he's the guy that would perhaps benefit from long term carrying a title like this around. Because, like the guys that are, the guys that are trading it beyond it. Looking looking back now as well, I was obviously gutted to see Cameron Grimes lose the title. Mm. But there was a bit of me afterwards, and I sat there thinking, "Oh bloody hell!" Because I was like, "Oh, Sokoa versus Grimes would have been fun," and maybe Grimes even could. You know, eventually lose upwards into a world title match, which mm. would be a dream for me. And then I saw, as they were running through 20 minutes of Hell in a Cell adverts, <laughs> them announcing, obviously, NXT's going back on the road. And I yes. was like, well, that just makes sense, doesn't it? Because then you've got Carmelo Hayes versus Solo Sokoa. That's helping Sokoa. Carmelo mm. Hayes doesn't need any more developing, does yep. it? We've always said that. He's, him. He's been ready to go up to the main roster since... Since it yeah. became 2.0, basically. Yeah. And then, like, who better to learn from on the road if you're just going to run this match in town and town and town mm-hmm. and trade wins and losses? It doesn't really matter on the on the house show circuit. Trick Williams versus Cameron Grimes. Yeah. That's, yeah. That tag matches where you get to stand and observe and pick up the bits that work and the bits that don't. That is the, that's the developmental that's, side that NXT needs to do. Well, do you know, and this hit me as well. Um, I thought about this last week and then I kind of forgot to mention it on the podcast. And But it's it's sort of more apparent to me now after watching In Your House. If they're going to do, if they're going to run these Saturday shows, I would be a huge, huge advocate for them dressing up one of these smaller venues and running them there. Because I'm not suggesting that we sat in, um, in American Airlines yes, in Dallas to stand yeah. and deliver. Like a lot of it was... Like watching that back on TV, how like they had to film around a lot of empty seats in yes. the building. Like it was a it was a respectable, more so than people thought. I think a respectable attendance, absolutely like around five thousand or something. But the, you know, Some you, people, we, we, we always come back to that that girl and her parents. The people was, they wanted, come just for that wanted to be there. So like you know, anecdotally from where we were sitting, there was at least people that did want to attend and like weren't just the people that were in town that WWE thought, yeah, but he'll buy a ticket. And it was like about five thousand people will buy a ticket if you're lucky. Um. I'm not advocating going to buildings like that, but I would like to see a show like this play in a different building mm. to where we've where we're kind of stuck with. I, look, and I was somebody that never advocated for the old NXT to leave full sale, but this is very different, as indeed is this NXT. Yeah, and I just I I think that building has got this. It's already got this oppressive feeling um, that. I'm happy for the wrestlers that they're getting to get out on the road. Mm. And I would be interested to see I would, a well-produced version of one of those Largo Loop shows. I'd be interested to see what it looks and feels like and maybe get a taste of who's actually getting over over mm. rather than just getting the kind of the free hit on a Tuesday night. Um, in terms of the finish, Trick Williams got involved, of course, ate a cave-in on the apron. That mm. distracted Gam and Gams, and he came in, got laid out by Carmelo Hayes, who had a huge leg drop to the back of his head, which looked... 
stupendous. That's amazing. To use WWE's own terminology. <laughs> and uh, yeah, now he's got Solo Sokoa next. Presumably that gets rolling tonight on NXT. I guess so. Like, do you keep that? For the bash, you know, is it like it's? it's I'd say so. Because he's, he's had next for a while, so the story's been half getting told already, hasn't it? Like whether or not they've got the legs. To go, oh, I'm starting to think they're going to do a multi-man and Grimes is going to get stuck in it. I mean, it's a Cameron Grimes problem. Like while Carmelo Hayes has got this title, like fine, like let's have him work for a few more guys. Like elevate Grimes now. Mm. Like that, that, that's. That's what I realised where one of the log jams were. I'm terrified what they do with him on the main roster, but I also kind of want to see him on the main roster as well because I think he deserves it. By the time he won the title, it was almost probably too late for him to have it for very long. You know, he's like, he's kind of advanced beyond a mid-card title. I just had a, th- a flash there. Yeah. Cameron Grimes versus Ricochet the Intercontinental Championship. Well, yeah. But, oh. but that's not going to happen, is it? Because he's not going to have the, he's going to lose that to Gunther. Well, so spoiler. You'll have to do Gunther versus Cameron Grimes. <laughs> oh, my God. How good would that go. be? Going to chop him to the moon. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Cameron Grimes' entrance. Magnificent. Yeah, that was tremendous, isn't it? The little boop. But, yeah. little lift thing. I, I get a feeling maybe tonight on 2.0 to bring it a little bit of focus onto tonight's show. I think Cameron Grimes is going to like, yeah, so I'm going to want a rematch there. And Sokoa is going to do, but I got next. i got a prediction for you tonight. But I'm going to allow you to play the game. Oh. Okay. So you've got the laptop, so you'll have to, you know... Oh, I can turn it my way if you want, but, like, uh, you never get to play the game because you're always such a convivial host from us. But if you could, fire up the NXT 2.0 roster for me. Okay. Right? Or the alumni. I'll let you choose. Choose a roster, right? And uh, and this is, there's a reason why I'm telling this game to you. So while you do that, I'll explain what the terms of this game are. Oh. Sorry, I've done something wrong, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it as it is. All right, okay. Right. So tonight on... NXT 2.0, Cameron Grimes is going to come to the ring, suited, booted, and a little bit boo-booted because he's lost his title, and he's going to have a little solitary tear in his eye. He's going to say, NXT was a different place when I first came. That's, I can't do his voice. <laughs> was a different place when I came here a few years ago, but I've grown as a man. My finances have grown, but my heart has grown too, and I've grown to love this place, and I will miss it when I am gone, gasps. Because <gasps> if I really want to go to the moon, I got to explore some different parts of the universe. Oh! And then, obviously, everybody's going to be getting the point that, like, Cameron Grimes is ready to say goodbye. But he's going to be interrupted and assaulted by... Picking on between one and four. Stop. Two. <laughs> Oh my god! The amount of times we've done this, and yeah. I've gone. Oh, will this with my? You know, like um, Darren Brown goes. Just keep saying the number in your brain. Keep saying. It. Yeah. And I, I pick that up and just keep doing it. I'm not going to say it, right? I will say I accidentally clicked instead of instead of <laughs> instead of NXT and instead of WWF alumni page. Yeah. I pressed WCW. Oh great! Right? All right. And it couldn't have gone any better, in my opinion. Right. Number two, you said correct. Yes, please. Michael Hamlet. Tell the listeners who will be interrupting the camera grams tonight. <laughs> Disco Inferno <laughs> to rock up <laughs> on 2.0 and assault Cameron Grimes for some uh, oh. crime against wrestling that he's committed that Disco Inferno has tweeted about. And why now? Why now? Because he's waited for Cody to leave, isn't he? Because Cody <laughs> bodied him on Twitter and he's like... 
He's, he's got on the phone. Tom Peck is it? Yeah, I'll come into NXT two point if you need me. Bruce, Vince, Johnny. There we go. We got it. Disco Inferno to debut in NXT two point I mean, I was going to say like like with his gimmick intact. Like that. I like you, pal. You're a disco <laughs> dancer. Perfect, like, straight in. Absolutely annihilates Cameron Grimes. Everybody hates him. Everybody absolutely <laughs> despises him. And Cameron Grimes gets to go over a legend on route to the main roster. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f***? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, anyway, let's keep talking about In Your House. Uh, when Wait, don't, ch- don't leave money on the table, WWE. Get, get on the phone to him today. Cody's at least probably got his Twitter. He's, well, he, he, well, Cody won't know Cody's in surgery right yeah. now. It's the perfect, it's the window of opportunity. <laughs> we have opened it. Come on, disco dance all the way through. He likes us, doesn't he? Uh, disco, uh, he's definitely never been super, super negative about nah. the likes of us and other people. Wendy Chu, Mandy true. Rose, NXT Women's Championship. She ripped up the pillow. She sure did. I didn't think much of this. No. Mm, sorry. I get what they were doing. I get the idea that there's like, uh, Mandy Rose doesn't take Wendy Chu seriously enough. Maybe that's because Wendy Chu spent about six weeks pulling pranks on her. But like, I did like the bit where she dreamt she was already champion. Yeah, that was cute enough. I didn't mind that, actually. That's how you play with this character, I guess, in within the, the rules that you've established for your universe. Uh, Do you reckon the first idea was what if you were naked? Oh God! <laughs> you know that dream. Vince's like, you know that dream. We're naked. Why don't we just do that? Vince, we literally cannot put that on television. Yeah. Followed by, can you please stop pitching it? That's that's literally your first idea every week. Like, we haven't but even got Vince, a dream. What's the <laughs> job for this match? Have you seen that thing that I can't remember who posted it? And it was just like uh, Sasha and Bailey and I don't know some of some of the, the main roster st- women stars uh-huh. in a bikini match. <laughs> sort of just edited a, a thumbnail. Like every week, it's not a dream sequence. I just want that as a match. It's like those stop the, pitching that. Those football thumbnails where like Ronaldo's got a god or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> things you never thought happened at a World Cup. An elephant on a pitch. 
love them. The wrestling ones are great, aren't they? You've got like so. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember Extreme Rules when the great Carly beat John Cena with a chainsaw? That <laughs> <laughs> class, brilliant. Uh, aye, so this was. Uh, do you remember the uh, NXT show where Mandy Rose attacked a pillow? Yeah, it was this one. Yeah. It, was, it was this one. Uh, aye, so that was the that was Wendy Chu's triggering thing, wasn't it? Like. Do what you want to me. Do what you want to my friends, but don't take the stuffing out my pillow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cost me a tenner to get that restuffed. Uh, down comes the uh, down comes half the down ones. Down comes the straps. Down comes the straps, and uh, she briefly like is embodied by the power of me. You know, <laughs> dragon. Don't take Wendy Chu for granted. Oh wait, yes, you can take Wendy Chu for granted and beat her anyway. <laughs> yeah, Mandy Rose gets the Bob Holly, gets the belt, and beat him. Uh, not a great match. Not very good. The. Uh it did come back to Costa, though, taking down those straps. Or, oh, no, not the straps, the onesie. Yeah. Pulled her off the top, hit her with that running knee. Yeah. One, two, three. Who do you reckon's next for Mandy Rose? Uh, Is it Alba Fire to move into tonight's preview? Well, I was... The only reason I had sort of Alba Fire in mind was she's amongst several who have actually no... have a good match. Well, yeah. Who have no obvious direction, and to my mind, at least, aren't the... Aren't the long-term destination for Mandy Rose and the belt? Like, this is that time when you've got to book losers more than winners. Like, I don't want to book this person in this slot, but I had Io Shirai in mind for the same reasons that probably you just suggested, um, Alba Fire. You run a singles program that will theoretically uh, be stature-enhancing for Mandy Rose as she enters, what, like 200 days plus as champion now? Easy, like they'll, yeah. They'll want this last big win ahead of what we would assume is a probable summer loss to what Cora Jade? Yeah, maybe maybe Roxanne Perez if if there ends up being a bit of a, a foot race between those two. But I kind of think it's going to be Cora Jade. They seem to have had the plan on her for a longer period of time, and I just I sort of think they want one big last challenger to give Mandy Rose a match and a moment where people are like right, no pissing around with Wendy Chu, no messing around with the toxic attraction nonsense. She's she's she can go. She's serious. She's been like loads of people tweeting, oh, "You fool's been sleeping on Mandy Rose, huh?" That's her eighth successful defense, and the match with Io Shirai was three and three quarter stars. And it's like, hmm, I can think of a pretty good like I like Maddie Rose, but I think I'm pretty reasonable. That's the best of her defenses. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's what's coming next. Then Alba Fire is yeah, that's probably a better shout than Io Shirai because she's AWOL, and they were doing a big video package for Alba Fire. Yeah, in your house. So yeah, Tatum Pax. We'll talk about it now. Actually, Tatum Paxley faces Alba Fire tonight on NXT. Feels like a straightforward win for Alba Fire. Yeah, it either is a straightforward win followed by an attack by Lash Legend on Alba Fire or an attack by Lash Legend to cost Tatum Paxley in this match because they're teasing a feud between Alba Fire and and Lash Legend, so it feels like that direction they're going to have to go in. The latter, I think, and uh, Alba Fire having, let's be honest, as easy a victory over Lash Legend. This is, to go back to your point about the pairings, though, this should, like, this upcoming loop will hopefully help uh, this division exponentially mm. because a lot of the dark arts can be practiced in dark matches. You know, like Alba, Alba Fires and Uriel Shirai's and that are going to be infinitely more valuable to this brand. If yeah. they're not going to get used on TV in any meaningful way, they're going to help bring these women along exponentially. Absolutely. So it's going to be great for the division to be doing these loops and just working these matches and getting the reps in. Well, we might as well do it now whilst we're talking about the women's division. It is the Women's Breakout Tournament final tonight. We talked about it last week because we thought it was going to be last week. It turns out it's this week. It makes sense, actually, in terms of uh, maybe you get more eyes on the product off the back of the mm-hmm. premium live event. And you've got some decent video packages, decent vignettes for both uh, Roxanne Perez and Tiffany's Trail last week. 
Who's your money on? Well, I can't call this, by the way. I've got an idea, but it, it, there's, I wouldn't even put a pasty bet on my, my prediction. I think last week I was A, positive about the match, and B, thinking Devin Estradan was going to win because I quite liked the story of a kind of like backdooring her way back into the tournament. And what they've done with Roxanne Perez, it's kind of had her absorb a lot of the beatings and then just come good at the end. And I think this might be where that falls short. They like that um, they like that plucky underdog loser story when the person underneath the character can can goo. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not making a sort of 2.0 to black and gold comparison here. Well, I am, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that the people behind the pushes are remotely similar in their values or anything like that. But like Bailey and Sami Zayn became who they were because of a lot of defeats. But it was how they dealt with those defeats and bounced back. And it feels to me like that's the goal here with Roxanne Perez. And she's done well. She's like done really well to get to the final. Those that have watched enough wrestling can see that already she's like kind of carrying some of this division on yeah. her back. And she can do so from a losing position once in a while. Tiffany Stratton, though with obviously plenty of a way to go, needs that carry job far less than some of the people than Roxanne Perez has been in there with. I have, like, medium expectations for the quality of this match, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think I said this last week. Strands come on leaps and bounds, in, from my opinion. If I've completely changed my take in seven days, I apologise. But I'm pretty sure that was how I felt last week. Stratton gets the win, and Perez just falls short, and they kind of they play with the sympathy of that. Copy-paste from what I said last week, but I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to go Roxanne Perez to mm-hmm. win. Uh, but it's a big picture sort of thing. First of all... I think, as, as much as I love Tiffany Stratton, obviously, uh, and think she has improved drastically mm. in, in recent weeks in ring, and uh, this loop obviously will be will do great stuff for her as well. I think, first ever women's breakout tournament, all right, I'm thinking that, aren't I? Oh, I think that's question. what they said on the backstage yeah. interview uh, in your house. Just, it's Roxy, come on. Yeah. Like, you know, that it's it, you're not, basically, I don't think they're going to, as much as I think Tiffany Stratton is going to be absolutely fine, you know Roxanne Perez is already a brilliant wrestler. Yeah. So let's just play it safe. Let's put it on her. Plus, big picture stuff, despite the fact I put Galba Fire as well for a world title match. This gets uh, Roxanne Perez a title shot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the rules or not, but I've just made that a thing. <laughs> she gets a world title shot off the back of that. She falls short at, uh, what's the next one? Great American, Great American Bash. Bash. Fall short of that because of toxic attraction and maybe even toxic attraction, beat the crap out of her. Mm-hmm. Send her, you know, hospitalize her, whatever. The, the, your sort of plucky underdog story, but to the nth degree. Yeah. She, she fought from underneath. She maybe even had the match won, but bloody, hell, bloody toxic attraction yet again. The numbers game, the shenanigans on the outside, like we saw uh, for the finish uh, of the match against uh, Chance and Carter. Mm-hmm. Ugh, bloody hell. Cora Jade, in defense of her mate, not only saves her, but then says, let's have a fight. Let's have a fight. Bare knuckle fight. Let's have a bare knuckle fight, then. <laughs> That's what we'll do when you pull up. Ronnie Pickering down a skate ramp. I'm Ronnie Pickering, watch me kickflip. Right, and then there's... Can you, you know, do an ollie on that? There's, a, there's another tag team that comes along, maybe even features uh, Roxanne Perez. Maybe it's Roxanne Perez and... Uh, Wendy Chu mm-hmm. as a team um, to take on the rest of Toxic Attraction. And beforehand, at the Championship Summit, Cora Jade <coughs> says, Mandy Rose, I've been watching you like a hawk. Tony Hawk comes out and does some 
lips or something. Very good. Does a, an ollie. I don't, yeah. I, don't really, I don't really know a lot about skateboarding, as you can probably does tell. It does a 360 Benny Harna. was the best trick I could do on Tony Hawk's team. I just hit all the buttons and just hope he wouldn't fall over. I used to love putting the anti-grav cheat on as well, because it would just like, it would rotate and rotate. <laughs> and you could, like, not in rotations before coming down. Love Tony Hawk's games. Never been on a skateboard in my life. My friends were into that. I would watch from a distance because I was and am soft. Yeah, I I was I like I remember like pain. going to the skate park. Yeah, I had and, skate park uh, friends. And I was like, "Do you want to have a go?" I got on it and was like, "This has got wheels on yeah. it." <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't understand how when you stood on it. I mean, every time I tried to stand on it, it just went from underneath me, and yeah. I went horizontal. Basically, I'm a raging hypocrite. My uh, my six year old for his last birthday asked for rollerblades, um, and we got him like a starter set, basically. You know those wheels where you can make them four or two, or whatever, and like helmet and knee pads and all that sort of stuff. And he went on it once, got all padded up and stuff, and he found it, like, really, really hard going. And I didn't even slip. I can't remember. Anyway, he found it, like, really, really hard going. And ever since then, they've gone away. And I've been like, oh, should we uh, get your old blades out today? And he was like, no. And I can see the fear <laughs> in his eyes. And I'm kind of going, no, nah, come on, the only way to do it is to practice, blah, blah, blah. And I just remember being that kid and being like, in the cupboard. Close it off. Never seen again. Yeah. Like, skateboard, what skateboard? I got my wrestling figures. Hey! Um, right, let's move uh, on to talk about the tag team title match, Pretty Daily uh, mm. versus the Creed Brothers. This made me feel all warm and fuzzy in a certain place, uh, in the words of another What Culture presenter. I was so happy for this win. I thought, in Miller's case, this is Tum Tum on this podcast. It's gack. <laughs> it's gack and ball. Yeah. yeah. This was great. Um, this was, again, like the stakes helped this so, so much because this was a good match. Yes, boy. Pretty Deadly, uh, good for the pat there. Um, a nice foil for the Creed Brothers here. Uh, the Creed Brothers are like such unique baby faces because we said before when they just wreck guys, it's something that shouldn't like. It's so energizing when they're absolutely battering people that it kind of it shouldn't then lend itself to a WWE babyface act because if you're a WWE babyface act, it's like get on the fucking top rope. Yeah, and we saw as Cedric's pointed this out before, like the cannonball can't end well because people in WWE don't do a brilliant job of catching no. dives. So that will eventually go like it really. It's safe, but now it's in the ring. Yeah, at least it's in the ring in this one. But like, this can go wrong. And in the meantime, like, look, I thought the shooting star press was super cool, but the form mirrored that of like a Shane McMahon. or like, and I know Brock could do it, and there was plenty of times Brock did it, and when he did it, it went wrong. Like. Wasn't the story that it was like Johnny Ace that told him to get up there and do in the first place? And now he's like, hey, big guy, is it? Well, he got off the top rope. Well, nothing. Like, a massive. Then you saw 450 come back to me. Like, they've got a ring in the performance center. Do you remember it? It's like, just, you do it on a big cushion. With a big, yes, yeah, crash pad. Uh-huh. Like, you could I'd, I probably wouldn't try shooting star press, let's just say. I'd do a cannonball. I'd do a cannonball. If you want to power slam me on that, I'd be like, yeah, go for it. Why not? Like when you were a kid and you do it on the bed and then the slats would break and then you'd have to hide it for six months and then your mum and dad would find it and be like, how'd that happen? I don't know, I was asleep. Happened in the I, night. I must have just been sleeping. <laughs> I rolled over in the night. That's what beds do in it when you sleep on them. <laughs> slats go through. Definitely wasn't where I suplex my cousin. Yeah, yeah. Beds, what happens is the slats break and then someone says, oh my God. <laughs> and then you go back to sleep. That's, that's how it works. Um, I said this when I was watching it. If I had a character on 2K, if Adam Warren yeah. made a, another appearance on a 2K game, 100% my finisher. As much as I love a cave-in or, um, oh, what was his name? It, it, the one who did the like DDT off the top rope. I thought that was great back in the days of NXT. Um, but my finisher would be the Cannonball by Brutus Creed. Yeah. 100%. I'd like, 
I could see. And the dad was there as well. I just it was thought, nice. Man, I'm a it? sucker for that sort of thing. It was. It was. Like, it was all very well presented. Like to be fair, the sticks. The now Roderick Strong's going to be a bell end to them. Yeah, tonight. he's going to be a total dick, and he's going to try and ruin the celebration. It's going to be like it's free bird rule. It's, we're we're I'll, all the. I'll take one of the belts, shall we? Yeah, it was a thank you, pretty deadly, for falling right into my trap, getting strong armed. I'm just thinking of Adam Bourne in 2.0. Like my cock would be. Pretty good addition. Yeah, to the roster, yours would fit in perfect. Like, I'm pretty sure Vic Joseph said the phrase, my cock is taking a beating already since 2.0 on the air. My, my M I K E H O C K. Get your minds out of the gutter. That's Mr. Hock. <laughs> to, uh, to Max Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> my cock, <cargo>, yeah. <laughs> 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 I like how for. Years, we kind of gave LA Knight a little bit of grief for doing a bit of a rip-off of Steve Austin. And his, has morphed into me and you doing E.T.'s rip-off of Steve Austin. A <laughs> uh, 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 fast food establishment, if I'm not mistaken. Don't advise on the NXT podcast. Uh, right, let's talk about the main event of In Your House, and then we'll look uh, very briefly ahead to uh, tonight's NXT Bron Breaker versus Joe Gacy, of course, if Bron Breaker last is cool and got DQ'd, he would have lost the NXT championship. I didn't get the bit early on when he was on the outside, one of the Druids, Druids just gave him a chair, yeah. and he thought about it. I was like, just hit the Druids, that's not oh. a DQ. I thought they were going to go, you know the route where I'd suggested, where like, Joe falls to his knees. I was like, come on, man. I did not expect the Eddie Guerrero bit. Like, oh, that was so good. Joe Gacy, cult leader in mind games guy. I like, <laughs> I like the other referees all tackling, tackling the other one. I liked Brom Breaker's spear. It's always awesome. Especially off the back of that handspring. He absolutely ripped through him off the back of that flip, and it was so cool. And it's just, I've said this before, in those moments, you're like, what are you doing with the rest of this? Because you got three things that are just electrifying. Just build to the electrifying things over, what, three or four minutes of heat? If that. 16 minutes this match. Just 16 minutes. And you have Druids eating his flesh to get there. And his dad in a cage. What are you thinking? Yeah. Like, this is the antithesis of developmental. Because they are training Bron Breaker to be a more boring person than he actually is. Yes. And I just, like... And that's not a hot take at this point, but I come away from these big Bron Breaker matches being utterly captivated by all of 60 seconds of it. So make the captivating 60 seconds a third of the match rather than a yeah. 16th. I, I, like, and the story was rubbish going in, and Gacy is just... I think, I think Joe Gacy has got the ability to elevate bad material. Oh, absolutely. He does not have the ability to elevate horrendous, abysmal material. Yeah. And nor should that be in his job description either. So what I've seen to him... the way he hijacked the intro to the show, though. Well, he kicked the door down, didn't he? Like, set the In Your House thing on fire. fire. <laughs> the house is somewhat of a sinister structure. Are you expecting somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> Mine, one of Zach Gibson's old, old gimmicks would have been breaking. What are they up to nowadays? I don't know. Oh, my God, if the Druids fight for the titles, with the tag titles... Grizzled old druids. <laughs> I, just, I, I just, I like, I've learned, I've realised from watching Joe Gacy in this role that, uh, well, I mean, he could be the Vroon. Like, if they've got, if they've got the trademark yeah. for the wrong Vroon, just give him the mask. Like, we don't need, no disrespect, but just, like, put him in the fee mask. Like, there's plenty. The thing in the corner. There's plenty he can do. I just, 
I don't know. Way too much disaster. I love that bit in the match where he just hung upside down and went, Brown. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, what's that supposed to do? Get him. Get him. I know, get you, him. I know you want to take advantage of the role that you've put in place, but there is also the option that you could just beat him. Yeah. It doesn't just have to be, I've got to I've got to get him disqualified here. I um, I did 100% bite on the low blow, though. Yeah. When he gave uh, the, the chair to I was like, right, I've had enough. We'll just win this match normally. There's the chair ref. Hoy in the bollocks. And I was like, oh my God, he's going to win. Yeah. No, that was, I saw, like, I didn't get that feeling, but I saw you get it. So I thought, well, let's legitimize that a little bit because that's, you know, that's worked on 50% of us yeah. right now on this podcast. So I, I just, I, I, yeah, I, I cannot fathom that so much of Brom Breaker's stuff is that exciting. And you are being asked, you're, like, your senses are being dulled before you get them. Who's next for, for Brom Breaker? And is it the winner of, spoiler, Vaughn Wagner versus Josh Briggs? I think it could be. I, I don't know. Just two big lads. And every match that they have, they have it takes three minutes. And then you just put, put them against each other. So with it being Jaden Broggs, if he, not that I think I fancy his chances against Vaughn Wagner, but if he was to win, and I just, I just want to live my dream and get a out. Like, would their potential split the Hillbilly Losers Cowboys team splitting up over a, over a war man? Like, could that occur as a result of the Bron Baker title shot, do you think? I think, I just think Von Wagner's going to win. But then, like, he's got to lose to Bron Breaker, hasn't he? Like, yeah. pretty soon in this. He can't be the champion. No, I know. But he's just, he's hardly been, like, this new Von Wagner for, like, six weeks. Since it's like, I, I just lost. I mean, I don't think there's many other there's just that I want to see him explore. No. Like, then what? Then does he have to go to the main roster? Yeah. I am the newest member of the Judgment Day. I, ju- I just like watching. And the newest member of the Heart Foundation. <laughs> hey, MVP, get the heart business back together. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Finn Balor, I uh, rode my bike up the mountain of omnipotence. <laughs> Look, if I was doing, doing playing GM mode on 2K and they were like, what do you want to do next with Von Wagner? I'd be like, I don't, I don't know what you want from me. So just feed him to the guy who you just can't see, can you? You cannot see like Von Wagner's face stood in the ring across from <laughs> like Roman Reigns walk into the ring and then they cut back to the ring. And I mean, like, I've seen some graphics on <laughs> YouTube and Twitter where people are like, hmm, is this the guy that did No, it's not. Next WrestleMania main event? Question mark. Braun Breakers, and there's an argument to be made. He could be the guy to dethrone Roman Reigns. I don't think he's going to be. No, but Von Wagner's beating Josh Briggs tonight. Aye. It's okay. a woman's stuff, probably. Aye, they're, they're it's probably having... going to be not even Josh Briggs's fault, but I can't remember her name. I do apologise. The woman who's associated with the Robert Stone uh, thing. Is it Sophia Cromwell? Yeah. yeah. She's going to be there, and Boris Johnson, the other one that's not Josh Briggs, is going to be there, and he's going to walk into the ring to mm. try and grab her arse or something <laughs> and, and distract Josh. And he'll be like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm trying to get him some ass. <laughs> And then, and then Bob Wagner's going to kill them both. And get some ass. That the way that he would just, like, be on his knees. I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to get hey, some my ass. My broken. I can't jerk it. Come on. I'm trying to get me some ass. The thing is, it's not us. It's them. It's, it's oh, them. I like Peter Piper because he's trying to please the pick, pickle picker. I'm trying to get some ass. What's <laughs> <laughs> the Shawshank Redemption? He's just out in the rain outside the 2.0 dam. Speaking of which, I rewatched Top Gun right, uh, okay. on the b- way to watching Top Gun Maverick, mm-hmm. best film of the year, by the way. Yeah. 
And your man from Shawshank Redemption was just randomly in it. Did you know that? Tim no. Robbins, in it? Tim Robbins is uh, in it. Yeah, I've not seen Top Gun. He's, he's um, Goose after, well, no spoilers. I Actually, how long ago was Top Gun out? But I, I, was, I saw a trailer for Top Gun Maverick. Uh, weirdly, placed before Sonic 2. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, again, my kids are getting exposed to cinema. That hasn't really, it's been taken out of my hands, some of, their, some of the cinematic choices of late. Not overly keen on that. Do you want to see Blaine's an ass? Blaine's <laughs> a Top Gun Maverick. Get up in the sky with me. What? Get killed like my goddamn dad, you an asshole. <laughs> so, well, all right, kids. Like, uh, Robotnik isn't going to say that. Like, the <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> when, like, when on the knuckles is like, why must we get Sonic, father? Because <laughs> uh, Sonic's a f-ing piece of shit. Knuckles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, so in the first original Top Gun, yeah, Goose, yeah, eats it. Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, I'll oh, just put some guy in the back of the plane with Maverick and he can do stuff with Iceman and against yeah. the bloody Russians or whatever it is. <laughs> and then at the end, when he's like, hey, uh, Iceman, you can be my wingman. You can be my wingman. <laughs> Bro, a little bit, of, little bit of homoerotic stuff going on here. <laughs> Tim Robbins is just there like, hey, good work, guys. I'm on the film Joshua Redemption. See you later. Isn't that like a... That's reminding me of that. There's that bit in the Goonies or something, isn't there? Leaving, <laughs> leaving some bit of dialogue and forgot to cut the scene. Like, so all the Goonies like, oh, what a great adventure, blah, blah, blah. And then there's somebody's like, somebody goes like, I can't believe that bit with the dinosaurs on the spaceships. <laughs> and all the characters are like, yeah, wild. <laughs> what bit? <laughs> I'm not, again, I'm not a Goonies. I'm not an 80s, like, no. could curse me for this. I'm not like a, like that era of 80s cinema film. I didn't buy it when I was a kid. Let me just explain it. I've yeah, never again. seen the Goonies. The Goonies, the Goonies, people absolutely of our generation and... Younger now and older, I guess. Like people love the Goonies because these kids go out on this amazing adventure. It's like this perfect, um, like Reaganism, false hope, but lots of joy. American eighties film. I didn't like the Goonies because I didn't relate. Right, the point of the Goonies is like Goonies never say die, and they go out on this big adventure. Me, I'd probably just stay at home. <laughs> yeah. I, like oh, like, it's like come on, there's pirate treasure. Let's go on this adventure. I'm like, mm. like, is there any danger? <laughs> yeah, but the pirate treasure. I'm out. What time, what time are we going to be back? Because there's some wrestling already yeah, on it. just like it's like, I don't know. My, my Big sofa, Daddy's on telly later. <laughs> my sofa's pretty comfy. Like, uh, is there any crisps on this yeah, adventure? Say, no, there's going to be Pirate's Treasure. I'll just keep the crisps. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, finally, as we wrap this up, uh, this wild adventure, um, I suppose I was going to say what's next now that Dan has got total control of NXT. He could fight for the title, I he suppose. Could, yeah. Although There's I do like him. Of them now, so. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he's got to be seven, technically, if Electra Lopez is included in the package. It's just Druids without the hoods, isn't it? Like, they could pass the belt across the line, like the Druids did. Hey, to me, deal. So, normally we do games and stuff. It's mm-hmm. been, been long already, so I don't want to drag this on too long. But I do have a Tony D'Angelo predictor okay, for yep. you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I figured that uh, if they're going to become part of the family, mm-hmm. um, I include, include Electra Lopez in there. She's her own woman. She can make her own decisions. But Cruz del Toro, Joaquin Wild Santos, Escobar, they're going to have to become part of the family. And those names, they just ain't going to work for the, with the family. So I got the mob name generator up in front of me. <laughs> and you're going to help me uh, sort this out somewhat. Okay, so choose a gender, male, obviously. We got uh-huh. Santos Escobar. Uh, I've done this. Uh, I've done this already for some of the others. Okay, pickle region. Okay, you got Los Angeles slash West Coast. You got Las Vegas. You got the Midwest. You got South, or you got the Northeast with New York, New Jersey, Boston, Philly, and Pittsburgh. 
I mean, rule one, we got to go to the Northeast, am I right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, next question. What side are you on? <laughs> I'm on the right side of the law. Option two. I try to be on the right side, but we all have our weaknesses. Or the law's never done nothing good for me. I'm a wise guy through and through. They kidnapped like 300 people in a car park. It's going to be option three. Okay. What racket are you involved in? Money laundering, moiter, bribery, robbery, casino skimming, bootlegging. Who, me? Or <laughs> well, I uphold the law no matter what. Or again, you forget a guy's in the truck of your car. Let's go moiter. Moiter, okay. What's your role in all of this? Capo. My soldiers do what I tell them. Consigliere. I'm the boss's top advisor. AJ Galani got that one covered. Mm -hmm. Mob wife. I know what's going on, but I'm not going to get involved. <laughs> Corrupt politician. What's wrong with accepting a little something if they offer? Clean corp. If someone so much as whispers bribe around me, they're in the slammer. Soldier. I do what's asked of me. That's all. Boss. Everyone listens to me. Or else. I don't know how, quite how that's different to Capo, but still. <laughs> uh, or let's just say I know some people who know some people. This is Santos. Yeah. All right? So if Tony's a Capo, we make him the boss. Okay, we'll give him a boss. Pick your final one. Pick your favorite era. <laughs> Prohibition. New generation. <laughs> Attitude. Modern era. Entertainer. I like that. I like Modern Prohibition. Era. Right now. Red Pack era, swinging 60s, or the disco era? Oh. Do you know what was one of my least favorite trends that did the rounds again in, like, the early 2000s? Not least because we got every awful version of it. Like, there was one advert that had, like, say, like, a Dean Martin song in it or something. And that gave fucking Robbie Williams license to make a swing album. Oh, like, God, and then, swing and you're winning. Oh, God, swing e when you're winning. Everybody was rap back all of a sudden. It was just excruciating. Swap back. Swap <laughs> back, yeah. You can't just put on a suit. Why can't I just wear a shirt with a dragon on it like the rest of it? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll go with rap pack. Okay. Jerks. Absolute jokes. Jokes, okay. Generate nickname. No, you're going to Vegas with your buddies and you're wearing tuxedos. Oh, you had to pay more for your check luggage. How you doing? Okay. Your idol is... Lucky Luciano. <laughs> uh, crime, you name it, I've probably done it. You're a dangerous man with a business to run. You know who will follow you until the end, and you know who to cut loose when they no longer serve a purpose for you. You're tough and respected in the business, okay? I got your new names right here as well. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Santos Escobar, you are now Leonardo Blue Eyes Demono. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> but also, I'm fairly certain Santos has got brown eyes. But blue eye is the old British wrestling term for a baby face. Yeah. And now that these are going to be baby faces, potentially. Uh, Joaquin Wild, you are no longer Joaquin Wild. You are Corey Meatball Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> You've been meatballed. You've been meatballed. You've been meatballed. I love that. You know, like, um, what's the thing that... that um, uh, what are they called? Marinara sauce. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's the thing that um, your boys... Oh, God, they were in... I'm blind. My mind has gone completely right now. They were in 
um, the inner circle with Jericho and Hager. Proud and powerful. Proud and powerful. Santana not easy. What's the thing that with the ball? Oh, the, the thing in the, the sock. meatball in the sock. <laughs> meatball in the sock. It's, not, it's all soft. It just goes like <laughs> up against your feet. Yeah. What's that? Santana Ortiz is meatball. Hey, you want any sock bolognese? <laughs> and finally, Cruz del Toro. You don't change your f***ing thing. Your name is Boyfriend. <laughs> His name change was ideal, wasn't it? Yeah. There you go. I can't wait for an 82.0 tonight. <laughs> what was Meatball's full name? Corey Meatball Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Waking Wild. Corey Pepe. Corey, well, Corey Pepe. <laughs> Friends call me Meatball. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm genuinely so excited to see. They're going to get names. I've, yeah. They're going to get uh, NXT Mafia names. Yeah. Brilliant. And vests. Right. Oh, yeah. God. I'm really looking forward to the lower track seats and that, yeah. It's going to be slightly more organised than the carnage that is dynamite this week. So. <laughs> anyway, let us know your thoughts ahead of NXT tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, the Raw Review is available right now, and we'll be back, hopefully, with Sid, who's been off field today. Get well soon, mate. Tomorrow with the NXT Dubai O Review and a look ahead to AEW Dynamite. But this is for now being the, well, sort of in your house review and NXT Dubai O Preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.